This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, there's good news for Alabama on the RSV front. The Alabama Department of Public Health is now reporting a downturn in the number of cases here in the state. Dr. Wes Stubblefield with the ADPH says that precautions should still be taken when it comes to not contracting or passing along the respiratory virus. RSV hits the lower airways in a person and in an adult can present with symptoms as that of a common cold. So it's important to cover your mouth when coughing or wash hands a lot with soapy water. Children and infants who contract RSV are more at risk in developing further problems. Also on the medical front, researchers at the University of Alabama at Birmingham will take part in a study on Alzheimer's disease. The UAB study will test a drug to see if it provides protection for those who are at risk of contracting the disease later on in life. Alzheimer's emerges in some people due to a buildup of harmful plaque in the brain. So this study is seeking anyone between the ages of 55 and 80 to take part in the research if that person is screened and determined to have the plaque but no symptoms of Alzheimer's. They are eligible to take part in the program if they're willing and would be involved in using anti-amyloid antibodies for the study, which will go on for about four years. The study within UAB is being funded by the National Institutes of Health and ISAAS Incorporated. Tips for a cold case from the 1970s that occurred in Hueytown are actually still coming in. A three-year-old child went missing on September 17, 1973. The mother of that child was found dead a month later near the Tennessee-North Carolina line. The child was Christina Carter, and her mother's name was Janet. The mother was having a custody battle with the child's father, so 24-year-old Janet took off to live in a cabin in Tennessee, and that's when her body was found. But police in that state did not know to also look for a child. The case went national back in 2008, and the name of Christina was made known. Hueytown Police Chief Mike Yarbo told 1890 News that many people have called him over the years believing that they may be, in fact, the missing child, but but a DNA test typically disproves that fact. The town of Hartford is getting some statewide recognition by the Alabama Historical Society. That society is now proposing that the downtown area of Hartford get funding from the National Park Service in order to become a historic district. If this goes forward and happens, the town will be the first of such a historical designation in the county of Geneva. The Alabama Historical Society will conduct a poll in early 2023 among the city business owners in order to determine if this effort will move forward. And the Budweiser Clydesdales are coming to Tuscaloosa this coming December. The massive horses who haul a beer wagon are being sponsored by Adams Beverages to benefit the Salvation Army during the holiday season. And the Budweiser Clydesdales will make several appearances between December 7th and the 10th. That will include making an appearance at the Tuscaloosa Winn-Dixie and Piggly Wiggly, as well as the Downtown Holiday Parade. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, two economists are reporting that Medicare benefits are being reduced and payments for prescription drugs for seniors also getting cut down by the Biden administration. Casey Mulligan and Thomas Phillipson wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal saying that the Medicare cuts are being done through the Inflation Reduction Act. The two economists say that in particular, Part D of the Medicare Prescription Drug Program 
will soon be cut back severely when it comes to federal subsidies and out-of-pocket payment from patients. This typically means that premiums must necessarily go up in order to pay for the program. However, Within the same Inflation Reduction Act, there's a prohibition from increasing the premiums by more than 6%. Mulligan and Phillipson say that this is not a sustainable setup for functionality and that something has got to give when it comes to the Medicare drug program. The path for California Congressman Kevin McCarthy to become the next Speaker of the U.S. House has taken a turn. McCarthy needs 218 votes in order to take this leadership position in the 2023 Congress. There is a growing number of Republicans who now say publicly that they will not support McCarthy or vote for him. Republicans within the House Freedom Caucus are some of those, including the caucus chairman, Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania. Those within the Freedom Caucus want the Holman rule to be restored in Congress, which allows lawmakers to strip federal employees of their salaries If they're not enforcing federal law, the Holman rule has apparently not been embraced by McCarthy. So those within the House Freedom Caucus are becoming more and more hesitant to vote him in as their next leader. Well, in case you've not heard the details surrounding a recent shooting at a Colorado nightclub, the man who was arrested for killing five people and injuring 20 others, Anderson Aldrich, now claims to be non-binary and wants pronouns used that are not gender specific like he or she Instead, he wants to be referred to as they or them. Attorneys made that fact known in a court filing for their client. 22-year-old Aldrich is being charged with murder and hate crimes for targeting a gay nightclub when he started shooting into the crowd until two men were able to get the gun away from him. A group of medical doctors have filed a lawsuit against the Food and Drug Administration regarding the chemical abortion drug. The doctors are being represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom Organization and the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists are part of this lawsuit. They're also being defended by the ADF. The lawsuit is seeking a court order against the FDA to withdraw the abortion drug from the market. Attorney Julie Black with the Alliance Defending Freedom says that the FDA approved the drug of Mifepristone back in 2000, but that drug has proven to have serious side effects for women that include hemorrhaging, immune system inhibition, and septic shock. The lawsuit contends that women are not hearing the facts or risks involved in taking the drug, and that the same time that the FDA is loosening its safety protocols on the use of Mifepristone. Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci is officially retired from the White House Coronavirus Task Force. He held his last press conference a few days ago, and some of the last words coming from Fauci at that press conference were in regards to the COVID-19 vaccine, a vaccine that has been documented to not stop a person from either getting COVID or transmitting COVID to someone else. And my final message, maybe the final message I give you from this podium, is that please, for your own safety, for that of your family, get your updated COVID-19 shot as soon as you're eligible to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Now a former member of the same White House Coronavirus Task Force is speaking out about Fauci, Dr. Scott Atlas was on Fox News and was asked about the doctor's legacy. Number one, he presided over the biggest failure in public health history over two different presidential administrations. Number two, his policies were implemented and those policies shifted the burden of this illness from the affluent to the poor and incurred massive harm on our children, psychological damage, long-lasting damage, 
an obesity crisis, and we really haven't seen the tip of the iceberg on that damage to children, and again, worse on low-income and poor kids. And then thirdly, and perhaps most importantly, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, his underling, and many of these other people at the CDC and on the talking heads on TV have destroyed the trust in public health. We have a huge challenge as a country to fix what happened in his wake. And the CEO of MyPillow, Mike Lindell, is now telling National File that he will be challenging Ronna Romney McDaniel for chairmanship of the Republican National Committee. Lindell says he's doing so as a result of the midterm elections that exposed the apathy and failures of the RNC leadership. Lindell says the party needs new input to get a different output. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 